for the last couple of years, like as you opened up your gym and you started growing that, and then you started the new company the whole time, like the kids have been home, right? So how have you been navigating through that as you've been growing these businesses, especially uh, one that's like, this one's just on that rocket ship. I wouldn't say through, I'd say around. So the only plan I have is to like be flexible. So like I get things done when I can get things done. Aria comes to me and says, daddy, I'm tired. Oh yeah, I take it right to bed, throw it on a nap, and I can work for a half hour. We make mistakes every day in basically every facet of life. Wouldn't it be nice to just skip a few? We'll help you fuck up less. Listen in. Good morning, everybody. It's been a morning, huh? Has it? It has been a morning. Um, I'll let you kick it off. It's got a very yeah. good topic today that's close and dear to my heart. And I thought, especially because as we were talking about, yo, like we had to push back the start time today and we're getting going. And obviously, uh, you definitely have the experience with this. And I originally did not. So I thought it'd be really cool. Something about to us. And as we pushed it back, would be talking about, you know, being an entrepreneur while you have kids, um, how you navigate through it, you know, what kind of unique challenges that you found personally uh, dealing with it. So we figured today we'd dive into that, especially since it was super timely and going on at this current yeah. moment. Yeah, very, very relevant. But yeah, entrepreneurship with, with kids, you know, it's like tough. Like I don't, I have a very, very small sample size of what entrepreneurship before kids was. Yeah. Because if you think about it, we had Aria months after we opened the gym. And like, yes, yeah. I've had other endeavors and, you know, before, but like my true, like real entrepreneurship test, and it was a franchise, like if you want to call it entrepreneurship, it is, right? That's literally yeah, I mean, months. I've had four or five months before, boom, I started and I had kids. So my whole entrepreneurial journey has been with either one kid or now two children. Um, and yeah. in a pandemic where they've been with me 24-7. No daycare, no school, yeah. no help, no nothing. So um, that's all I know. So <laughs> hopefully I can uh, shed some light on the subject and what it's like for people that are having children. <laughs> and well, and that's kind of like, well, that's what I was thinking about because as we were like pushing it back and you're like, hey, dude, like Aria's sick. This yeah. is going to be an interesting one today because she's, you know, all over me. It made me admit, immediately think about when we were doing Fit Pro and like doing sales calls and you were holding her like doing sales calls. So she's like crying on the phone and we're still signing people up, you know, for gyms or for us. And then I was like, oh crap. Like when you opened up Legion, you had a kid like right after that. Whereas for me, really recently is like the first time through my journey where I've had, you know, young kids involved yeah. you know, throughout the process. And it's been, it's been, I've been having to navigate around it. It's also been really interesting because it does mentally make me think in different ways, but like, you know, from 20, you know, when I started my, my first business, which was what I quit my job at 24 opened it, I think it was open by 25 to, up until I was 30. I was just you. Two, 33 was just me. Like just me never had to, didn't even have like really a serious partner that, you know, I had to like navigate my time with, it was an extremely, I guess you could say selfish time 
because it was like, if I wanted to work late, no problem, work late. Yep. If I wanted to go yep. to an event, wanted to do something, I wanted to make that decision last minute, boom, I could do that. You know, even now it's like, and it's great because Z and I have absolutely amazing communication and we were talking about it last night. Like she loves, she has no problem with me working as long as yeah. I communicate to her. Right. Like, Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be uh, working a little bit late tonight or, Hey, I got this thing. I'm going to be do that. Cool. Or even if, uh, you know, I decided to go to a, that, an event in, in Nashville in two weeks. So I was like, Hey, just a heads up. Like, is it cool? You know, if I head over to that event and she's right. like, yeah, cool. Awesome. You know, and she's got an event shortly after that she's going to, you know, but then also, you know, it's been cool. Cause now I'm my, my morning. So I, my morning starts so even like this week, my morning start with, uh, you know, getting Lords up and getting her breakfast and stuff like that. And normally I'd be working at that time. So now I'm like, all right, I personally really love the morning time to work. So it's like, if I want to get more work done, then I just wake up earlier. So I've been navigating through that. Like, Hey, if I, I really am cherishing being able to wake her up, have breakfast with her. So if I want to do her, great, wake up earlier so that like that is undivided time with the kiddo. And then I can you know, work after, but you have do way you more see me Do you see me laughing this whole time? Oh, yeah. I'm like smirking the whole time you're talking about this. Like, so let's, let's dive into like wh- what I see all over Instagram and all over YouTube about like entrepreneurship and your perfect morning and yeah. how you need to start the day to maximize endless wealth. You have to get uh-huh. up. Take a cold shower, walk barefoot in the woods on your hands, but your feet still bare <laughs> so they can soak in the sun and raise your vitamin D levels. And rever- You know, people have like these crazy morning routines. Like I get up, I drink 42 milligrams of caffeine. I read seven books. I pray. I visualize what my year looks like. You know what my morning looks like? What? Ah! And I'm like, oh, oh, I was up. Do, you do live in chaos. <sighs> All right, I get up, I grab her before she wakes the other one up. And most of the time, I'm sleeping on the floor in Aria's room. It's been like two months. I probably haven't slept in my own bed in about two months. I'm sleeping on the floor in Aria's room, and I'm getting up from there quietly to run into the other room, not wake this one up while I'm getting out of that room to get the other one so she stops crying so she doesn't wake the other one up, get her downstairs, somehow change her diaper without her screaming and waking her up, get some food or some iPad on the table, quiet her down, and then be able to just go brush my teeth while she's like quieted down drinking milk, right? That's how my day starts. Um Two kids is no joke. Um, so such chaos. So like I watch all these like entrepreneurs, in order for you to be successful, you have to get up. The first five minutes have to be uninterrupted. You cannot check your phone. Dude, I fucking, as soon as I can, I roll through my emails, see what I got to do today. I don't think there's any perfect formula, dude. I wake up and I live in chaos and I love that shit. That's just how I do operate. Do you have a routine at all? Yeah, my routine is try to get one up without waking the other one up. I do every morning, once I get her settled down, I do read. I have my like goal that I read through every day, right? It's like a three-paragraph thing. It takes me about five minutes. I read it two to three times through. Um, sometimes with a child screaming, and I can't really focus on it, but I do read that. And then while I'm feeding her, once she's settled down, if the other one's still asleep, I, 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 I'm feeding her and I'm also reading something or like watching some kind of training. So like I'm doing things... It's not peace and quiet. I'm not able to focus, but I'm still doing productive things when I'm up. I just have to do them. I got to get in where I fit in, right? So with that too, because like for the last couple of years, like as you opened up your gym and you started growing that, and then you started the new company, the whole time, like the kids have been home, right? 
So how have you been navigating through that as you've been growing these businesses, especially uh, one that's like this one's just on that rocket ship? I wouldn't say through, I'd say around. Okay. So the only plan I have is to like be flexible. So like I get things done when I can get things done. Aria comes to me and says, daddy, I'm tired. Oh yeah. I take it right to bed, throw it on a nap and I can work for a half hour. Right? Okay. <laughs> like the other ones, like I get things done when I can get things done. Like Alina <clears throat> will cover, she has meetings, I'll cover. And it's just, as things are coming in, fires are coming throughout the day. I put them all on a list. And as soon as I get like a half hour free time, you're cool with your meeting. Cool, babe, take the kids. I got to do this. And I'll just go knock out what yeah. I can, grab the kids, have her knock out what she can, grab the kids. There's no peace. And it's just figuring out a way to make it happen by any means necessary. Yeah. That's literally how I operate. It's the craziest thing. My stress levels are probably through the roof. I haven't had a vacation in three and a half years. There's always somebody in the house screaming at me. I have I have my wife and two, two, two girls. So they're all screaming at me, all right? Sorry if that sounded sexist, but they all are all screaming at their poor dad. I'm the only one left in the house, the only guy left in the house. And I just get things done when I can. You just got to make time yeah. and not make excuses. It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to give uh, Z credit because when I came in the picture, she had, you know, Lourdes was nine months old. And Z had already done all like sleep training and just like crushes. So Lourdes is an amazing sleeper. She, goes to bed around like 7.15 now yeah. and wakes up at 7. Yeah. And it's pretty consistent. Or she'll wake up maybe at like 6.15, 6.30 sometimes and play by herself and stuff like that. So she's super, like, super consistent. I'm curious that, to know what sleep amazing. training she did. Um. So I think, why am I drawing a blank? So I think there was one of the books, I think it was Babywise. And like the baby wise series that she, it, and from my understanding, it's extremely difficult at first because right. the baby's going to cry and it's going to cry. And you're going right. to be like, Oh right. my gosh, am I, right. what am I doing? My kid needs me and how can I do this? But you know, and then you, and especially as the baby is, you know, developing and are growing, like they, they wake up and they need certain things. But from my understanding, which is a very shitty one. So I'm going to talk like I know what I'm talking about when reality, I probably have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about <laughs> is you know, oftentimes babies will wake up and the mother or whatever, like they'll, they'll give the kiddo milk and everything like that and then go back to sleep. Right. So then they wake up, go back to sleep, wake up, go back to sleep. Whereas within like, I think baby wise and sleep training, what you really want to do is you want the child to start developing and how to really be able to uh, help themselves get to bed, right. you know, calm themselves down or whatever. Yeah. So even when they wake up and they feed, you don't just feed and go back to sleep. Yeah. Self-soothe. So like you still keep, you know, you feed them then you keep them up or whatever. So it's not directly tied or, or connected or something of that nature. Right. Um, but you have to, like, there's a couple of weeks of just like, you just have to listen. It's it's like when you have, you know, for terrible one, like a puppy and you're great training and the puppy's going to cry and wail and cry and wail, but you have to go through that period, which can be extremely tough. Right. And then, you know, that you get the the payoff and the reward, hopefully. And it's- The payoff you know, is great. She's one of the, the best sleepers. And then also you have to be very, very, uh, in, uh, deliberate with you know, the naps throughout the day, especially like there's a, you know, early on, there's more naps throughout the day and then down lunch cause you know, Lord sleeps really well, but there's a lot about that routine and not breaking right. from it. So especially for Z, she had to, you know, a lot of people wouldn't understand. It's like, Hey, the kid goes down at six 30 before. So it's like, she's back by six. They're like, Oh, stay out late or keep the kid up. Blah, blah. She's like, I love the fact that my kid, has such a routine where she's sleeping so well 
yeah. and is balanced throughout the day because it makes everybody's life, you know, better in that sense. And they need the, consistency the, and they need like predictability. Yeah. It helps them out a lot. You know, so I think even for that, it's like, you know, being able, she had to like sacrifice, you know, going out or anything like that or dealing right. with other people, like giving shit, like, oh, just take your kid over here and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, like this is important, uh, which I think there's probably a, a, there is definitely a lesson in that. Right. But she, she went through that and then, you know, Lord sleeps amazing. You know, she extremely consistent with both nighttime and then the, the nap during the day, which is a really, I mean, it, allow, it, it really does help. Like, you know, for me, you can have, plan your day like, around it too. Like you, you, you can, can understand it. Like, yeah. Schedule your yeah. meetings during nap time schedule, you know, yeah. Hey, at night, I'm going to get these things done. Cause I know yeah. uh, we went to, we went to, um, we did sleep school with Isla. Isla's the same okay. way. She goes to sleep. You yeah. put her down, walk out. She's good from seven to seven or seven to six thirty. Yeah. Same thing. Or you yeah. didn't do it with completely different, but Isla sleeps through the night, but we had to go through yeah. a period of, like you said, she was waking up every 15, 20 minutes. There was a time for three, four months straight where we didn't sleep at all. And I'm still running the gym, still running the business. Yeah. We were getting three hours at most sleep for three months straight. One month I was so frustrated. I went on YouTube. I bought a course for 1800 bucks. I joined this program. It was like a group. They had live calls. They monitored our video, taught us how to do it. And by the fourth really? night, she slept through the night. And I was like, oh my God. It's like Battelle. Yeah, it's called Battelle Sleep School. B-A-T-E-L-O okay. or Battelle or Battelle. Best thing yeah. I ever spent my money on was like 1800 bucks. I bought it that night, sleep deprived, frustrated. I couldn't run. And that's how I ran my company for literally three, four months straight. No sleep at all. It was yeah. insane. But sleep yeah. school, yes, Dude, I, do it. Worth it. Every penny. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, it's tough at first, but it. I haven't experienced the early stages where it's extremely tough. I've only been able... I've only been able to be involved like during the payoff after period. all the hard work was uh, done and how you just all the hard, yeah. So it's like I mean, it's anything Bob says it. during this 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 episode, take with a grain of salt because he he yeah. he hasn't even struggled at all. He just got all the payoff. Like he didn't even he didn't pay the cost to be the boss. <laughs> you know, but it's it, it, but if you go through that, but there's you know, it's like anything else. If you go through the periods of suffering you know, the, the payoff is going to be there. It's most people aren't willing to do that. Right. Um, you know, it's, most people aren't willing to, you know, go through the, those, you know, those tough times, the hard times. And I can only imagine how difficult it was for you too. I can only imagine how difficult it was for Z while she was really doing that. Right. Um, you know, but then like, you know, as, uh, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, one of the things that I love about doing that is like, we get to create our own schedule, good or bad. It could mean right. that we overwork, you know, some people underwork, but having that kind of routine, does allow for some predictability. Right. I don't, I'm like you where I don't necessarily have the, a set routine every day. Like it does fluctuate, but I do have kind of like certain things I, I do like to do or make sure. But I also know, and I learned this early on when I first started Legion was it didn't matter if I was having a productive day or not a productive day. If I had a lot of sleep, if I didn't get a lot of sleep, if things are going well, if things are getting sidetracked, if I had something I needed to do, I had to do it. And generally, I like to make sure that I only really have about one to three key things I need to do every single day. And everything else on top of that is a bonus. Right. But there are days that takes me all freaking day to get done. In the beginning of, of Legion, I, since my I, what I love to do is work out, like obviously that's why I started a gym. But what I find, especially with gym owners, is that they're just like, once they get free time, they're like, I'm going to get this lift. I'm going to do that. Whereas for me in the gym, 
I pushed off my gym, my like my lift because that's what I really wanted to do yeah. until I actually got my key things done for the day. And it's like your payoff, you know, but it's your payoff. So it's like delaying that, but making sure I get my things I need to get done. So, you know, even it's nice having, you know, Lord's having those really predictable wake and sleep times because, you know, for me, it's like, as long as I wake up early, then it's, you know, it's one, I get to make sure that, you know, I, if I want to get some stuff done, I want to be productive, whatever, I can get my day set up and I can get that done prior. But it's also really cool because then it's like, hey, I know from this time to this time, I'm going to be doing this. And like you said, right. it's like this time to this time, this is when she goes to bed. It's like nothing is scheduled during that time. Right. Or, you know, it's like very rarely or something like that. Because, hey, at least I know I got those chunks that are going to be some really good quality time. And I like to make sure that that quality time is happening. And sometimes, and dude, you just had a tough yeah. day. And sometimes you're just like, hey, listen, this is not that important. I have to knock this out. I have to get this done today. And you yeah. push everything off to the next day. And it is what it is, dude. Yeah. It is what it is, right? You know, I've learned that, uh, you know, with productivity, like there's some days where I'm just like, I'm a beast. I get, yeah, you know, I used to really, really pride myself early on. I was actually thinking about this earlier in the week. Where as how things progress, I mean, I'm almost a decade into this. There's still so much I can learn, so much that I am learning. However, the learning curve has shortened a little bit. Whereas early on, I was like, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best at business. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I will not let somebody outwork me. So early on, like that was my badge of honor was like, I will work more than anybody. I will do more than anybody. I will stay up late. I will learn this. I will apply this. I will test this over and over and over again. And that is something that I noticed that not a lot of people do anymore, unfortunately, or they, they, they focus on the wrong things. But early on, like that was definitely how I cut my teeth in business was just working, working, working. Whereas now I can, I'm much better. I have those skills, constantly developing skills, more efficient, do things faster. I'm able to recognize things more efficient. So I can, if I'm like, Hey, if I have a day where I'm just killing it, like, I'll still get a day, you know, where in one day I get what other people get done in a week, right? you know, or two weeks. Right. But I also know that I can do in two hours, what some people will take an entire day for, you know, so the things you do have such an impact that you only need to do two major things. And they have such an impact on the business that it's like the equivalent of somebody working two months of work. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, but nowadays it's like, Hey, I know I have the, the luxury or the ability that, you know, if I need to push something off to tomorrow because I'm just not having a shitty day, cool. Because the game is long. You know, often right. I used to think like, I have to get it done today. I have to get this done. As long as I'm still progressing forward to that long-term goal, that where I want to be or what that like, loose vision could be, it's okay. If I do it every day, if I push stuff off every single day and I never get to it, that's when the issue comes around. And right. I think that's what ended up happening, like kind of going back to, you know, even going back to this. Normally we start earlier. Both of us were actually a little bit thrown off this morning. Super busy. We could. Why don't you just put it out there? I completely forgot that we had. I was so whacked out. It's it's like mayhem here because both of the kids are sick. We've been sick for six weeks straight. I don't know what's going on. I completely forgot. Bob's like, "Wow." I'm like, "Dude, sorry." (laughs) I was just busting. I had to bust your balls a little bit. Like all my feelings, every single one of them. But you know, it's like we easily could have. We could have just been like, hey, like, let's just let's either reschedule it or we'll just do it again next week. I was like, or we can get this done because we committed to it. We said we were going to do this. This is something that's on our schedule every single week right. when we do want to do it or when we don't want to do it. And I think that's what it's 
as a parent, I think that comes through. Like there are my priorities, a hundred percent shifted in the last year, hundred percent shifted. Like one, like how I want to do things, what I envision, everything like that. But there are, it's like, you know, when I, I did this for so long without having kids or really somebody else involved that it was like easy to do it exactly how I wanted, when I wanted. And I only had really myself to answer to. Yes, I had my employees and all my customers, but like, as far as like me getting stuff done, you know, nowadays it's like, Hey, you know, if maybe I didn't want to get it done now, but there's more important things. Right. You know, I, maybe I would have liked to get it done earlier, or I don't want to work as late. Well, guess what? Tough shit. Sometimes you have to, you know, think, you got to make sure that you're present in other stuff. Think about this. Um, a standard employee who works a 40 hour work week works nine to five on a scale one through 10 oversimplify. And how efficient do you think those employees are on a scale one through 10? I mean, we all know that like there's way, way more time. Right? Human beings wait to the deadline. If they know they have 40 hours to do something, you're going to take 40 hours to do something. If they have 10 hours to do something. You're going to take 10 hours to do something. Right. If they can wait to the last minute, they're going to wait to the last minute. Right. So that's just just how human beings are. So would you put them at a four, five? At efficiency level? Um, Six. I would say, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, because if if they're completing their tasks and they're doing it in the allotted time, they're 10. Right. So, I mean, if, if it just but depends. To the best like, of, but to the best of their ability. So what I'm saying is 10 is this is the max that this person's capable of. And yeah. five is they're doing enough. They're doing whatever they need to do in the allotted time that they get. Right. I put, every, I, I put everybody to five to seven. Beings, yeah. I'd say majority of people are five and below. So you could pretty much get twice as much done in that allotted time, right? Most people. Yeah, for sure. So think about this, the intensity at how we work, the intensity of how we work, right? I may work for three hours a day but get a week's worth of work in or two weeks worth of work in, right? And then you said like your priorities change if you want to be with your children, right? Then I'm putting my phone on silent and I'm putting so much attention, energy, and intensity into just being a dad that I'm giving yeah. them like the amount of attention and love they would get from sitting there for weeks. So I think with us, it's, it's more intensity. These are tasks that you do and you go at it and nothing else in the world matters and you just blast through it and you work as hard as you can. You push yourself to the max and knock it out, right? Because you know you have two hours here, one hour here, a half hour here, and you just go so mother effing intense for that time period that you get all your stuff done and then some, right? With the little bit yeah. of time you have. And then, like you said, like when your priorities change, my priorities change when I have children. Like when I'm with them, intense. I'm playing, yeah. you know, uh, make believe stuff with them running around, joking around and I'm just so intense and so present. And so there, and I think that that's, that's a, that's a skill set or a quality that like we don't appreciate or notice as much, but that, that allows you to be successful, right? Just the intensity that yeah. you can just dial it in for two hours and knock out a week's worth of work and like, wow. I would actually argue too. It's those very intense, deliberate periods are way better anyway. And I learned that back in college. When I was, uh, I, I graduated with just under a four zero, and I didn't ever pull an all nighter. Have to study hard through the weekend or whatever. I, if I wanted to, I could go out do all that stuff. I I worked full time, or, yeah. or actually, until I went to like my four year. But originally, I was working, going to school, studying all that stuff. And I found early on, especially just like how I could retain stuff. And I don't know who told me this, but I would study in about fifteen to thirty minute increments. I would take about an hour and a half to two hours off, sometimes three hours off. And then I would look at it again. I would study again. Then I would come back to it, study yep. it again. Space repetition. It. And it really re like retained it. So 
you know, over time, especially like when I had, you know, when I first opened the gyms, it was like, Hey, I have, I have to coach during these hours in the morning. I have to coach during these hours in the evening. So I have this block in between to get stuff done. And I have to do all these different things. Like I have to, I'm just going to focus on this, get it done and get it done and get it done. And I think it's being actually very deliberate with your time. I was talking yeah. about this actually at a church event last night. It was like, we don't understand how much time we have. It's like, oh man, this day went away. No, you just sat on the couch for an hour browsing your phone. Have you we ever have looked at your phone and time. looked at screen time and see how much time you spent on YouTube or Facebook or scrolling around? Dude, always on my phone. I'm always like, and it's part of it is like, hey, it's part of our business. We're updating stuff. We're always doing that stuff. But just like anybody else, we're mindless. We're scrolling around. We're screwing around. And I, you know, but you can still do that and be super productive. I know some people completely get that stuff out of their life. That's cool if they want to do that. I don't do that. I find that like I can do multiple things because it's very deliberate with my time. Yeah. I had a, I remember Sam, you know, so it's kind of like talking about like, how do you actually, how do you structure your productivity? I'd be curious for us to dive into it because I know I do it one way. You have a certain way that you do it too. And I remember my mentor, Sam early on, um, really changed too when he had, uh, he had, uh, his two girls, but he would wake up probably three thirty, four o'clock every day. And then his schedule was like completely stacked every 15 minutes. Like he, he boom, he had every, it was, it was scheduled out for the 15 minutes, the entire day. He pushes productivity he to the max. Like to the max. And then, you know, we have other people who are like, Hey, I got these chunks of time and this is how I'm going to do it. You know, I know for me, I, I've, I've gone from like chunks of time. Generally it's like, Hey, I look at it as this is what I need to do this week. These are the things that I need to do on a daily basis. I have my daily tasks that I do every single day. And then like the certain chunks of like, hey, this is additional time where I'm going to work on this project, this project, or this additional task. And there's still freedom involved in there where it's like, hey, I'm going to work out at this time. I'm going to work out a little bit later. I'm going to work out earlier. Oh, I have this time just in case I have to make some stuff up. Um, you know, but what about you? How do you go about like scheduling your day to make sure you're actually getting your shit done? I don't. Or if you at all. Yeah. Don't. I literally have a list on Notion because it's like the coolest new app. Um, and I literally have a list of things I need to get done and I look at them in the morning and I'm like, okay, let me just, what's the hardest one to do? Let me just knock this out here. Okay, cool. I have time now. Let me knock this out here. Okay, cool. I have time now. Let me knock this out here. And if there's any meetings, I just block them off in the calendar and I'm like, okay, Melina, can you take the kids or, you know, we have a nanny. Can you take both of them? Can you take care of this during this time and this time I need it? Mm -hmm. And I just try to get it done. Like working out. Like I love to work out, right? You should see like, I laugh at people that have like Mondays, chest day. I do legs on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, cardio and core recovery. Thursdays, I do shoulders and traps. It's like, you don't have kids. I literally uh, don't exactly, know what the hell exactly I do. what I do. I know it's what you do. Yeah, because you're, you're, you listen, you got too much help over there. Right? You'll see when another one pops in, it's going to be mayhem. But so I look at my last workout. I forget. I'm like, yo, did I do like upper body? Okay, cool. I'm doing lower body here. Like what's on the schedule today? Yeah. It's a full body. It's never Monday, Wednesday, I, Tuesday. It's Monday. I get four days in a week. Whatever those days are, are those days. And it is what it is. Well, so I agree and I disagree. And I think there's, especially when it comes to, to working out, like that's been something I've been doing for almost two decades now. So it's a part of my life. And I was actually thinking about this last night. Like I do have a structure. Like I have I have upper body day. I got arms and shoulders. I got legs. Sometimes I do like, and then it's like that three day block. And then if I can get five to six days a weekend or four to six days, four at the minimum. And I just follow that, that kind of like structure. Like that's my split, whatever, if you want to call it that. And if that means I have to 
if I know that Lord's is waking up at a certain time and then I want to be there for that, and like my day, I have to do that. I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to get it done. If it means I have this little block in the middle of the day. I'm gonna until go you have a second kid that doesn't go to bed until 11 o'clock at night and you think you're going to get up at 4 a.m. but you're tired as S-H-I-T. And well, then dude, I do it. Because if fitness is important to you, then you're going to do it. To me, fitness right. is a part of my life. It right. is a habit. Like It is something that I'm going to do and I know right. – I know personally, if I miss two days in a row, I do become a dick. Hundred percent around me. So, like, even if that means like, hey, here's this framework that I'm going to do, and maybe I'm not getting the 45, 60 minute sessions I always want to get. I'm getting a 15 or you know a, a 15 minute session, and I'm going to do that. But I'm going to still have my structure, and I'm going to take a look at it in the week of this is hey, this is exactly when I can have it as long as my week goes as planned. If it doesn't go as planned, there might be some times where I got to wake up earlier, I got to go to bed later, and I'm going to get it done. Um, but that's also for me, like slinging weights and getting fucking jacked is a huge priority to me. So I'm going to make sure that that happens, whether it's one kid or two kids, you know? And yeah, like, uh, you know, cause Z and I have talked like, you know, obviously when we get married, you know, we're going to try for a second kid, but who knows? And, th- and things will change. I'll be able to, who knows? I'm literally, so I think wow. will change, but I will say fitness will, I, and we can mark this in a year from now or two years from now, I've got another kid. I will still be working out on a regular basis and making a priority for it. But I, no, no. I sleep less. But I think you misunderstood. I work out. I get my four days in a week every week, but they may not be Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. It may be Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, one week. It may be Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Like I always get it in. I always do what I got to do. But I'm like, shit, wh- I'm just making the point that like I look at it yesterday. Like, I don't even know if I did upper body or lower body because like I'm just so bl- – oh, it was lower. I'm doing upper. I'm cool. Like I don't have it registered. Like Monday's got to be yeah. this day. Tuesday's got to be this way. Wednesday's got to be this way. And that's like, you know, mine's just different. And I literally have it like if – hold on. Let me see if I can do this you probably won't you probably lose me i literally have an entire gym with everything i need right there i have yeah. dumbbells i have a rack i have everything i have every stupid equipment that you probably shouldn't buy and wasted money on and i have to walk i have to walk down like three flights of steps to get there it's still hard for me to do it with everything that's going on right like i'll sit down yeah. and work out and some and so i'm pulling on call me and something happened and i'm like well forget it but what i'm saying is like whether it's in the morning whether it's night whenever it is I'll get it done four times a week. I just don't have a set schedule. It has to be 9 a.m. every yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I understand agree with that. That's something that I, I switched actually a long time ago. But also, it does get easier. Like when you have already been training for a long period of time, like you can maintain muscle pretty easily. It doesn't take that much. I'm still you know, sub. I'm still sub actually, 14% yeah. body fat, homeboy. Yeah. You know, try, get to 10, bro. You should be leaner. I had time for that. <laughs> Paul Quinn says that if men aren't under 10%, they're not real men. And the, and the liver king says you should eat dead roll animals, but I'm not pulling over on the side of the highway to eat the deer I just saw oh. hit yesterday. Bro is shredded. He's, he's shredded and vibrant. I wouldn't do it, but he's, <laughs> he, you know, but. He also had gene yeah, editing. I, I'm very interested in that. That would be a nice little hack. Does he? Yeah, he, he admitted to it. Interesting. Since you told me about this guy, I've been telling everybody about him. He's just like a polarizing figure. You're right. It's like, and that's to, to, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, especially as um, as I look at more, look at the ads. I think about like, man, what are what are gyms doing well now? What are the, like consultants doing well now? Like, what's, you know, people's advertising is fucking boring. 
everybody's just, and if you, everybody's just trying to do the same thing as somebody else and sound the same. And they look like they're reading off of a fucking whiteboard when they're doing an mm-hmm. ad. So, and I, I was just like every time that any business has ever leveled up, it's something completely different. And I'm just like very polarizing. You're going to get people Z and I were talking about this last night. I was like, if you don't have people that love you, but also who hate you and there's very little in between, you're not doing it right. Right. That's what you want. Like, I, you don't want to be like, oh, this is cool. And you get lost in the mix. And that's where like with gyms, why so much of the marketing gets lost in the mix is it's fucking boring. It sounds the same as everybody as everybody else. else. But dude, even in the mastermind we're in, right? We're in we're in uh, Taylor Welch's mastermind. Obviously, he's a great copywriter. And we're like reading a lot of the copy that the clients have. And obviously, I'm not going to share too much. But like the copy is like, they'll come in and they'll say like, hey, are you a blank? Looking to blank, blank, blank. And it's like very like robotic. It sounds like everything else. And I saw him like on a, on a coaching call come in. He's like, dude, you got to grab people by the throat. And like his line, I think it was like, like boom, video comes in, you hop out of a bathroom or a back of a truck or something like your business will be dead in 24 months. And it's not because of this. And then, yeah. and then he goes into the copy. He's like, dude, don't do what other people are doing. You got to grab people by the throat and be like, yo, check this out. Cause everybody's like, are you a coach or a consultant looking to scale to $25,000 a month? And just throw as a piece of you got to come in and be different than everybody else and be like, dude, his cop, I like had goosebumps when he was like free. He was just freestyling some copy. Oh, yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty damn good. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. So, but it's at the same time, I think like listening to you say that, I think part of it comes out is in business. We use so many systems and frameworks for things that we do because it allows us to get so much done in a quick amount of time. And every single business owner has their different strengths. Like you and me, we happen to be more marketers. Like you came from a sales background, but also a storytelling background. Right. You know, so you were writing, you know, screenplays and and stories prior and then got really heavy into sales. Whereas I maybe was more of a technician, uh, but then I learned marketing and direct response marketing. So we come from like that marketing and sales background. Not every business owner does. Right. You know, but even at the same time, like I know I look at some of my ads, I'm like, oh, I thought that that was good and that sucked. You know, but then I like some of the good stuff and it's like, yeah, that, but that's what you need, especially now more and more where, you know, really having great content because you could get away. You could get away years ago and nobody knew anything about business. With just with, some bland simple and there wasn't ads. So many ads. We could get some bland. It's like, hey, are you a business owner who's looking to grow your business? Like people yeah. are like, well, yes, I am. Okay. But they hear that every day. Yeah. So it's like you do have to stand out. You do have to like, and you and I were talking about that when we were talking about some video ads like not too long ago. And I think I sent you one of mine and you're like, this sucks. Like, dude, you got to fucking come out there. Cause I haven't, rec- I haven't but I'm a psychopath. So you have to take everything time. I say with a, with a grain of salt. Cause I'm a psychopath. Yes. But it also like, it, it puts you to stand out. It's, it is your personality, maybe just a little bit magnified to a degree, but it is actually authentically you. But if you look at the ads that I used to do for the gyms all the time, dude. like it was exactly that. It was boom, right. attention right. grabbing big time, like right. different than everything else out there. Uh, I just stopped recording ads for videos for a couple of years. So I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get back on this game. Um, but it comes back but quickly I think that's and you're, you're picking it up back, back quickly and a lot of your stuff's good. I just think like my style is, di- is different than yours too. I think I come from like, obviously when you said writing, it's writing like, I come from like listening to hip hop and I want to hear a punchline. I want to hear somebody get dissed and I want to hear like, oh dude, I want to, I want to get like goosebumps when I hear something like that was so freaking hard. So like my copy is like written almost the way like I would write a freaking gangster rap and you know, a 
a killer punchline that makes everybody like, oh my God. Like, so I think that the reason I write copy, like I, I resonate with that kind of copy because that's kind of like what's ingrained in me. Like I want to hear like well, JD Kiss diss like I, somebody crazy. I would say like, your oh. copy has come a long way. A your long way. A long way than a But you're always been good on camera. So you are because it it's that presence and that's like <laughs> that theater aspect, so to speak. I will say like, I don't think enough people talk shit. And that was one of the big things I picked up recently. Listen to Taylor. I was like, oh, just talk some shit. But that also right. comes down to having fun. You know, like it's having fun in your marketing, in your business, and it 100% translates. But there is a lot of garbage. So don't be afraid to throw some shade at bad shit in your industry. You know, right. for like instance, like we're talking gym owners. All these gym owners are told to operate their businesses by being a slave in there. And then like getting 10% profits good. Like that's fucking garbage. That's right. absolute garbage. Right. Yet that is something. So, you know, talking shit on that or whatever, or talking shit on and really popular beliefs so that you can become a polarizing figure. You know, that's why Liver King is so big. That's why Andrew Tate got so big. Right. You know, they're, you know, even that's why Elon Musk is a like how many billionaires do the things that he do, say the things that he does. You know, he's polarizing, he's different. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, just not uh, enough people have done that. And so and there are some people that do an amazing job and that's why their shit crushes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some people like you were kind of going back to the last one, like some people just come from different backgrounds. Maybe they're more operationally sound. Maybe they're yeah. more technicians and stuff like that. And, you know, we've just been having these skills for so long, you know, where it's like, I still have plenty to learn, especially operationally or finances in the business and stuff like that. But marketing and sales, and I still have a ton to learn there too, but I'm still pretty good at it. I think that that you and I like our our focus on marketing and sales has kind of led us to being successful. I think like we we both like sales is sales to many as marketing. I think that like I think it's like pretty much the same thing. I think you're really good at sales too. You're very underrated at sales. Like you don't you know hold yourself in uh, regards of being a great salesman. But I think we have you know similar. That's why we're no. successful. I, I do think I'm a great salesman. You do, because I, I remember in FitPro, hold on, I'm cutting you off right here. So I remember one time I was in FitPro, right? I think Matt was on a call, I was on a call, and he got this, he's like, I got this, guys, I got this. And you hop on a sales call, like, still got it, baby, 10 minutes, contract signed, and you were talking all this smack, and you just wouldn't let it go. You're like, I'm one for one, 100% closer. And you wouldn't let that go. It was two months straight where you wouldn't let that go, but you, you're a 100% well, closer. Because no. <laughs> I did a couple more calls, and- this is after not having this, not selling to a gym client. And I was I in five years, probably I was, I was closing everybody. Every conversation I got, I was it was like three in a row. Closed. It was like three in a row, but let's, let's, let's tell the rest. Let's tell the end of the story where like the fourth one you didn't close and you stopped taking calls after that. You got all like pissed off and didn't take calls and whatever excuse you would make it. But the first one you didn't close, calls. that was the last one you've ever taken. <laughs> well, first off, still have the highest close rate in the company. Sure. Second off, we had people taking the sales. I didn't have to. We had in the beginning because we were figuring this shit out. We were like, <laughs> our schedules were just packed because we were. And that was it's like when you solve big problems and you're good at it, like that's kind of a testament to it. We didn't even have to market that business. Yeah, you're going to swarm with, with, like, with we clients. We just getting people just coming in and clients were coming in and, and it was really good. And we were stacking the schedules. But there was stuff that we had to figure out. So we're like, oh shit, we're triple booked. We're quadruple booked yeah. at this time. We got to get somebody on the call to do it. So we did it. And uh, yeah, I was the best salesperson. Uh, Dude, but yeah. I do think, I'm a, 
I do think I'm a better marketer than I am a salesperson. Yeah, you're very good at marketing. I, think I, kind of I attribute a lot of my marketing. Cause I, whenever I write new copy, I send it to you, and you'll always make a tweak or two, which I'm like, oh. Like, you always make your changes yeah. to this, and you should hit this harder. And I'm like, oh. And then try this versus this. And I'm like, oh. So you are a very, very good marketer. I remember my first copy was like literally the worst and you 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 entertained it and you kind of led me to believe I could do this. So um, I attribute a lot of my success and I'd be like, dude, you stuck, stuck, <laughs> stick to sales. You're very good at sales. You're not so good at marketing. So just pretending that my copy was good at the beginning kind of led me to where I'm at today. But yeah. <laughs> and I think like, but I think it's like when we, people, when they're writing copy or they're doing marketing and I've fallen in this trap so many times, they forget that it's it's just a conversation with another person. Yeah. And all you're doing is you're trying your best, depending on the level of awareness of the person that you're selling to, you're marketing to, you're trying to get them excited to take whatever action that you want. And we become like, when we're writing like copy, we're creating this marketing message. We just like completely forget who we're talking to. Yeah. We say the most, the most boring of things. People are like, oh, fuck, I'm not reading this anymore. Oh, this, I'm right. moving on to the next thing. You know, we forget, but it's like, if you think just like, and this was some of our conversations, especially as you were getting more into the marketing side of things, and now you're fucking amazing at it. It's like, Hey, how would you have a conversation with this person? And then when I, if I look at, so I, I look at it as like, Hey, I'm having a conversation. I'm taking them through this, this storyline. Uh, right. and I know the end result that I want to take them to. And then we're ready to copy. Then we just cut out all the fluff or we make right. it easier to digest. Right. You know yeah. and I think? I think people don't, it looks like there's a fire. Uh, they, they just don't think about that process. Fire. And that's really what it comes down to. Uh, I think somebody maybe, uh, I don't know, either some trees are on fire, they're doing a burn or something. Yeah, so, don't worry about that. Let's just get back, to, let's just get back to the episode. No, we're My good. The house is we're burning. Uh, There's just a little fire there. It's just, I, I, it, was, it didn't catch the drywall. I, we're good. I, did t- I told you how I almost lit this house on fire, right, when we first moved in? No. Uh, so when we bought this house, there was a grill and I have a Traeger at the other place. And I actually do not like Traegers. I don't, maybe I just don't know how to use them, but I love using a grill to cook steaks. Yeah. And uh, there's already a grill here. I was like, heck yeah. So I bought some propane, hooked it up, cooked some steaks on it. It was amazing. Next day I'm cooking steaks. Uh, I open it up and then all of a sudden, you know, so I open up the propane, you know, I turn it on, spark it, boom, grill goes lit. The whole fucking grill gets lit. And Oof. it's also next to the house too. It's probably because there's so grease like the all propane, over it and stuck in there. The grease dude, caught the fire. Propane tank, I think. Yeah, dude, it was it was nuts. Like the whole grill is on fire. It's this giant bomb <laughs> next to my house. Lord's is sleeping. Z's taking a nap. Ooh. And I'm like, oh shit. The dogs are like, you know, all of a sudden barking. So I like move it away from the house. So if it explodes, it doesn't explode in the house. I think, and luckily I was able to put it out, but. I think probably the hose because it was old. I don't know how long it was used. Holes or shit. Or how long ago it was used? I think it was like it just yeah, it was like leaks. So yeah, luckily it didn't blow the house up. Did tapping into that homeowner's insurance a little early. Uh, Blake side, yeah, yeah, threw that grill out. That's Jesus. for sure. Freaking um, well, glad, well, glad that that worked out for you because it doesn't seem like, and it probably shouldn't have been. You should have just ran from it because if that thing exploded, it wouldn't have been well for you either. So yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, if it exploded, there was there was no great scenario that could have happened out of that. Luckily, it went out. Like, luckily, I was able to put the fire out. 
But the great scenario is you seared the outside of the steak. The the inside was still rare, and then after it was out, you just ate the steak. And you're like, wow, this is phenomenal. That, if I actually was cooking steak, like that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Dude, did you realize think, that we um, have we're not talking about children at all, and we completely got away from children to this episode? <laughs> well, I mean, it's like it navigated through it, and I think. Uh, I think there's a lesson in that, Angelo. I think it's, hey, sometimes we both have ADD. you'll get distracted and it'll bring you back. Yeah, I don't know. But I do think on that note, we should probably wrap it up Hell um, yeah. because we are just going on tangents right now. Just Why don't great. you close us out? God bless. Have fun, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. If you're learning from us, I want you to share this with other business owners who are hustling just like you. Oh, and don't forget, give us your social so we can have all the info. See you on the next one.